0: Hello everyone, this is Elsie from Chit Chat with E. I hope everyone is doing great. Thank you for tuning in. Let's chit chat. I was watching this episode the other day and it's called The List. It was in season 8, episode 1 of The Office. Now I'm not really a regular viewer of The Office. I know it's gotten a lot of um, awards and it has been voted to be very funny, but I never really got into it. So once in a while, when an episode comes on and it catches my attention, I'll start from clicking the channel. In this particular one, it was really funny. So one of the bosses, his, well, the boss, his name is Robert. He accidentally leaves his personal notebook to the employee's desk. And her name is Erin on the show. And she noticed a list of employee names separated in two columns. And she's concerned, What is what does this list mean, you know? So, the employees, they all start talking about it and everything. And they start pressuring Andy, who's like, um, I guess you can call him the supervisor, to ask Robert about it. So, Robert is offended and um, about Andy asking the question. So, he's like, what are you doing, snooping through my notebook? So, I mean, he was just like, oh, those are my doodles. This is this, this is that, you know, don't worry about it. He moves Andy's name from the left column to the right, (laughs) to the right column. So later that day, Robin invites the employees on the left column to lunch. So they were like, what the heck is going on? What is this list about? And stuff like that. So it was so funny. They were like all into like, what the hell? You know, so they took a copy. Uh, They had taken a copy of the, of the book. So they had passed it around. So he's like, don't think nothing of it. He's always making up things and scenarios, you know. And he's always, you know, doing those kind of things. Don't worry about it. But they're like, what? But what What does it mean? What kind of scenario is this? So he goes, you know, scenarios like if they have to eat each other and they're and the like crazy shit. Like a scenario, like if you, they have to eat each other just in case there's a survival of the fittest. They have to eat each other, you know, like in the, in the movie, the plane. So they were like, um, so there's two sides of the list, you know, so... Whoever's on one side is the one that's gonna get eaten, and the other one, the one on the other side, is the one that's gonna eat. <laughs> oh my God! So it was distributed throughout the whole entire staff, and they were all feeling some kind of way. So then he he called he called a few out for lunch. It was so funny, and it was it was almost like he was dividing teams, like he was making sure that you know that. The good one was together and the bad ones were together. So it was co- it, actually it wasn't the good and the bad. It was it was basically about the weak and the strong. So imagine that shit. Imagine that he, They were feeling all kinds of ways. They were like, what the hell? And then when he took them out to lunch, it was like, oh, OK, so that must be the strong team. And that means we're the weak team. So. You know when you're you younger and you like you pick teens and you're feeling like, oh, okay, they didn't choose me. Because, you know, they felt like losers, basically. It actually put them against each other. So I, Andy called the boss out on it. He said, yo, what's up? He called him out in the office and said, what's going on? Why are you doing this? Why are you making us feel like this? He put it nice, though, when he was talking about him. He goes, why are you doing the top tiers and the second tiers? And Robert said, no, it's actually the winners and losers. So he really... <laughs> He really admitted that that's what it really was, the list. What That's what it was about. And he said he believed in positive and negative reinforcement. And he said, if you were invited to, to lunch, he feels like you are one of the winners. And if you wasn't, that means, yeah, you guys are right. You I consider you to be one of the weak ones and you're one of the losers. That's, that's messed up. That was so messed up. It, but it was so funny the way they were going about it. And then Andy defended them, and he was like, listen, I'm the regional manager here, and you need to start changing shit. You know what I'm saying? So he's like, this one, you know, this one, they do this. They, they're good at heart. They might not be as fast as this, but they're good at this. You know, so you need to start making a new list. about their talents and their character because that's more important than this stupid list that you made, right so he also said and i want columbus day off and robert says you're aware that columbus was uh, a part of the genocide against native americans right and he said i don't care and stormed out but the funny part is that i think they still they do get columbus day over he wanted to the, the, the half a day before Columbus. It was so funny. It, it was really a funny episode. You really got to, like, really get into it to see it. But the funny part is that, imagine that. I started thinking about it. Imagine your boss would do that at work. Not that it, I mean, in this time, in it, it's very sensitive. You would not be able to do something like that at work. They put it into a humorous way that it made it so funny that I was hysterical laughing at the They were like, well, I'm the weak one. You're the one. And then there's a couple in the the mix. And they were like, wait a minute. So we're divided. That means you're the strong one. I'm the weak one. And he's like, (laughs) huh. It was so funny. Oh, my God. I would have been fighting. They were fighting with each other, literally. (laughs) Like, we're weak because of you. (laughs) It was so funny. Oh, my God. Imagine that, though. That's how this world is. This is why this episode, even though it was humorous, Is actually real, if you think about it. In reality, this world is like that. They pick the the weak and the strong, and they pretty much, they leave them behind. It's it's, it's very toxic, the way things happen. This show won awards because of that, because of it it being so raw, but at the same time, being able to make fun of it. And I found it to be so... (laughs) I found it to be so funny. You have to watch the episode. It's, it's really a good one. It's called The List and the the show is The Office. It's sad, but it was it's really funny how they put it and this is what Sense of Humor is about. It's about being able to laugh at the things that happen in life that aren't so great. So the other day, I stumbled onto a documentary, and it's called We Were Bullies. And it, it's an Academy Award-nominated documentary, short from longtime HBO collaborator Jay Rosenblatt. The funny thing about this movie is that I myself have, uh, um, have experienced being bullied. And as—I don't understand, but as the person that I was, I was— I would confront it, you know what i mean i would um I would be scared i 'm not gonna lie because there's always a bully that's bigger than you or whatever it is, or someone that has a big group with them, you know, and I remember um I never had a fist fight, but I had a fist fight when I was younger, and it was with this girl, and i 'm not going to mention her name, but I know she came from like a religious background or her parents were religious or whatever it was. She was bullying. My best friend at the time, and I think I was about nine nine and a half years old, and I said, "Hey, don't bully my friend and and my friend was kind of scared, and she kicked she 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 so I got involved, okay I got involved, and I said, "Hey, and then we got into the fight and everybody's like, "Fight fight, fight, fight kicked me she kicked me in my legs, and I kicked her back, and that was the end of the fight. but then we got into a fight later on in age. We were like 11 or 12 at the time, and I remember there was a girl on the block that used to instigate a lot of fights, and she was always involved in fights, and she was also an instigator. And we got into a fight, I remember it was in the hallway, I was walking my dog, and... She uh, um invited the girl so she could fight me, and we got into a fight. And I remember hitting her against this big lock that was in the hallway, her scratching me up, and I couldn't take the scratches anymore, so I bit her. And she was like, that's the dog. I remember <laughs> that was crazy. And we were young, and I'm sure she outgrew it. I, however, um, have never been in another fist fight after that. So I feel like, um, but I was always... A stand up kind of girl, like yeah, don't come in my face, you know. But I never really got into the fist fights, you know. But I would, I would, I would stand my ground. But like, yeah, yeah, okay, go ahead, what, what, what? That was me. <laughs> I didn't care if they were hit me; I was gonna hit them back. But you know, eventually, I never really had um another fist fight. Um, but you know, I know a lot of my friends that have had fist fights and been jumped and all kinds of stuff. I've never been in that kind of situation. Maybe arguments here and there and you know um people threatening me. (laughs) But no. No one has ever physically attacked me besides this um fist fight where I'm talking about when I was younger. And um so yeah, it was it was really crazy, a crazy thing for me to go through, but it was my first experience. And like I said, the girl that instigated the whole issue, she was was a little older than us. And she really, you know, she was fascinated by the show, I guess, because she was standing there watching the whole fight. And it was disturbing. (laughs) But hey, I don't know what to say about that. (laughs) So in discussion, I talked about this uh, fist fight that I had with this girl like ten years ago, eight years ago, she came into town and we have a mutual friend and she's like, Oh, guess who's in town? Let's get together, blah 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 and I was like, I don't wanna get together with someone that you know, obviously we had bad memories together. I mean I forgave her already. It really doesn't make a difference in my life right now because it's not like I'm I'm hurting from from it. But I honestly I forgave her but I don't really need to like befriend her you know what I mean I don't really need to be friends it's you know it's she's not really someone that I'm thinking about making my friend and that I need healing from you know what I mean like some people need healing from certain things because it's deeper than this to me this wasn't as deep so I was told that I needed to heal from it honestly I don't need to heal from this like I said it wasn't that deep but um I'm so happy that I found this it's such a coincidence that I think the, um, the satellite, somebody's listening to the conversations because I go online and on TikTok, Oprah Winfrey um, has a discussion that she was having about healing and forgiveness. I'm going to play for you. I guess the greatest advice is to forgive. Mm. I don't anoint it with anything. I mm. just forgive it. But don't we forgive. I've tried to let people know on the show as you have taught me over the years, that when you forgive somebody, doesn't mean you want to sit down and invite them to your oh, table. No, 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 no. Indeed no. not. Mm-hmm. I just mean I'm finished with you. You <laughs> done. Go away. Yes. yes, you go away. Now, I don't, I don't say go away and harm somebody else, but I do have to protect myself. I look like a ninny if I ask somebody else to protect me and I'm not willing to protect myself. Yeah, that's one of the great lessons that you've taught me, too. you got to be willing to take care of this first. Yes, ma'am. Then you have enough to yes, give to others. Yes, other ma'am. People. That was Oprah with Dr. Maya Angelou, and it just was on point. So obviously, that little fist fight I had was enough for me to see that it is really not a great thing. You know, pounding on each other, Is a horrible experience to have as a childhood. And fortunately for me, that was the only one I really had when I was at that age. So when I watched this, when I saw this documentary, I started saying to myself, wow, this is something that I was thinking about because it happened here. The guy that made the film was the bully. Okay. Just just because you need to clean out your system, and and you are upset and sad about what you did in your past, doesn't mean that the person that you did it to has to come back and forgive you to make you feel better. This happened 50 years ago. And this is the time when bullying was really unprotected. You know what I mean? Like, you really could get pounded on and anything could happen. So, and even that can happen today, but I'm just saying, but at least today, it's a little bit more like, bullying is people identify it as bullying and they you know they protest against it back then if it happened your mom would tell you you better get into the fight beat the person up and when you get home you know if you didn't if you didn't win or whatever if you didn't fight i will beat you up i'm gonna kick your ass and you're like oh wow i gotta protect myself because my mom said if i don't protect myself. When I get home, I'm going to get my ass kicked. That's how a lot of people perceive the past. So he went, he did this whole footage and he kind of reenacted his memory of what happened to this one kid in the class that everybody didn't like. His name was Dick. And he went and he proceeded to contact all of his old schoolmates and They all, um, most of them were around, alive. And then I think he said after he interviewed a few of them, a few of them died because they were already old. You know, they were already older. And he even contacted the teacher that admitted to him that also that her daughter was bullied. And the teacher told (laughs) him, the teacher told him, nobody's going to look at you. (laughs) at your video nobody wants to see anybody getting bullied but it happened in the school year anyway she was the one that actually stopped the fight her and um i don't know if it was the rice principal or whoever it was they stopped the fight let me tell you i was getting mad throughout this whole show and i was getting mad at the the director producer of the show because he was saying yeah we did this to him we did that to him and even though he was feeling bad that he did it but he was the one that actually instigated the whole thing the whole class When I tell you, he had the whole class jumping him in the schoolyard, and he was asking people, "Do you remember that time? Do you remember that incident?" They were like, "Yeah, we remember." He was the um, Dick was the pain in the ass in the class. Nobody liked him, and um, he said that this memory upsets him. You know, he was really sad. Um, and I'm like, "How could you be so evil? You know, how could you have that evil shit in you so young? You know what I'm saying? Like, beating up somebody is evil. That's not anything that's great." you know, to think about. He interviewed somebody that, w- that was bullied also. And as the way he described it, when I tell you the guy that, that said he was bullied, not this particular guy, he, another guy he spoke to, have you ever been bullied? The guy goes, yeah, I was bullied when I was younger. And he described it as a death of a thousand cuts. Imagine having a memory like that. A death of a thousand cuts. So that was somebody that got bullied back then. So, apparently, they were all in on it, and, you know, it wasn't really that nice. And it was at PS 194, and they decided to have a, a reunion, and that's how he started getting in contact with all these people, and, you know, he felt like, you know, the whole thing would be good for him and all this stuff. He actually reached out to Dick, who the one that was, and this happened in fifth grade, by the way, and he um, he happened to reach out to Dick, the one that was um, tortured, okay, Like bullied and tortured in the schoolyard. Everybody was kicking him, doing whatever the hell they were doing to him. And he said, "Um, send me the script. But he told him, I turned out to be a successful. He told him uh, over the phone, I turned out to be a successful television producer. And then he said, send me the script. I'll see what it's about. And he sent it to him and he told him, this story is not about you, it's about this incident that happened. But basically the story was about Dick, if you think about it. He's saying, oh no, it's not about you. Yeah, it is about him. He couldn't use Dick's um, face or anything like that because Dick, after he sent him the script, Dick never responded. Of course he didn't respond. This is a memory that you brought back to this man, you know, after the 50 years. And imagine, imagine how he felt when you brought back that memory. You know what I'm saying? So it was, you know, it was sad. I, I figured he was sad. He probably said, freak you. I ain't doing shit for you. You're trying to make, you know, like you're doing a documentary on, on me? You know what I mean? Like, what the hell? Because you're feeling guilty after all these years? So then um, Mrs. Bromberg, the one that was still alive, she's the teacher. So she was the the one that he actually called. She called them animals. And she the one to say, animals. And the next day, she was calling them animals. And he said he felt so bad that she was calling them that. that he, It still stung in his mind that she was calling him animals. And um, there was a, a girl in the class that she remembered an incident. They were all talking about incidents with Dick and all the things that they did to Dick. And poor Dick and this and this and that. <sighs> I'm telling you, I get so upset because my daughter got bullied in school. And people like this, kids like this... They might be successful in the future, whatever it is, but they're still they have that little asshole in them that I don't I don't care what anybody says. That doesn't really leave you. I don't care what anybody says. You you can turn for the better, whatever it is, but you always gonna have that little thing in you that you did or the things that you do to people. It's not nice. It's not nice. And it comes from, you know, the the one the producer that wrote the, the story. He was actually uh he lost his brother uh, the year before that. So he was going through something and he decided to use They something happened in the class. He didn't want to get blamed for it, so he said it was Dick. Dick did it, and they, you know, he didn't stop it. They all, you know, how many? And back then, how many people were in the class? About thirty people in your class. You know, those were big class classes that they had back then. And um, it it, it's sad, and I I was very upset about the whole movie. However, I I watched it to the end because that's just how I am. There was a girl in the class. I think her name was Jean or something like that. And she said that, I remember that he used to always turn around on my desk and always have his hand on my desk until I got. I really didn't want him to do that. I didn't like that. So I came to school one day and I put some pins on my desk. Okay. And when he put his hand on my desk, oh my God, he got stuck with a pin. <gasps> I feel so bad that I did that. I feel kind of guilty that I did that. Yeah, bitch. You should feel guilty. Why would you put pins on the desk? Okay, he has his hand on your desk. Just say every day, tell him, take your hand off my desk. Take your hand off my desk. My desk. But don't try to hurt him. And that's what she did. And nobody ever befriended him. They all shunned him. They didn't like him. They didn't like him. And that's what they do. That's what bullying is about, guys. It's about not befriending someone, shunning them from any activities that you do, you know. And you know, he wanted to apologize to him. And he did. He had to write him a freaking letter because Dick didn't show for no no part of this movie. Okay? They described Dick as he was so intelligent. He spoke like an adult instead of a kid. They remember one time he threw his notebook and pen at the teacher. Everything was, oh my god, Dick this, Dick this, Dick that. But nobody stopped to think how hard it was for Dick. Why was he acting that way? Why he wanted attention from people to be his friend? So... It is really sad. Um, the whole movie just made me cry and at the same time made me angry. He didn't get to interview Dick, like I said. Dick said, Let me see the script, never heard from him again. Because Dick did not want to be part of this project, he said, um, He wrote him a letter and he said, um, Sorry in his letter, pretty much 50 years later. And I have to tell you guys, please, if you have children, friends, adults anything and you see them bullying someone or you see your friend getting bullied it could be an adult too guys it's not just kids please say something do something help them because this is painful you know I I watched my daughter get bullied um not like in the sense that she's gonna get you know somebody hit her or whatever but I can Getting shunned and stuff like that, I know how it is, and thank god now she's like, Freak that mom, they won't be my friend, I don't care about them. But I know how she feels, and I understand it completely. And um, I myself have been through it myself, and it's not fun, it's not fun at all. It's very sad to see bullying is the worst thing you could do. I I mean, in, in this world, that's how I feel. And I, I please, I ask everyone to be kind. Some people searching for fame. Some people chasing that clout. Just remember this. This ain't that situation. You think I'm stupid enough to kill my reputation? Just simply to look like a victim? Like it's something fun? Y'all better look at someone else. You got the wrong one. That is Jussie Smollett's new song, Um, Thank You God. And that's um a song that he created Um, claiming his innocence. I don't know why I keep talking about this guy. I really... I, Cause I really am hoping for the best for him. You know what it is? I really like his family. I really like the things that they're 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 in. I like their acting, Uh well, some of them anyway. And um, I just feel like what's going on? Like, is this gonna end? He keeps exta- You keep adding and adding and adding and adding to this stuff. Like, just kill it, kill it, let it die out. So like that, you can come back. With dignity. Obviously, he's not doing that. He really wants this innocence to be proven, and he came out with this song saying that he's going to give the money to charity and all this stuff. But in reality, he just start raising money for himself. If he's going to sell money, he's going to make money. He might as well do a GoFund to get money for it. because he's going to be in court forever. It looks like he doesn't want this to go away. It looks like. Like, he's he ruined his career, and I'm hoping that he's innocent, but I, I still have, like, that 2% hoping that he's innocent, hoping that 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 some that 2% right there, that he's innocent, but um, I just want to stop talking about this, I want him to stop, I want him to do his time, and just get out of this, get out of this situation, but he keeps adding it, you know why he's adding, it's not a song about, a regular song, it's a song of innocence, that he's innocent. That's what he's saying in this song. And it's crazy. It's crazy. Like somebody should tell him, stop, 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 stop. Mental health in men is on blast right now and has become a trend and awareness is coming to surface. And to be honest, it's long overdue. I mean, It's been in existence for a long time, my friends, and because celebrities are being exposed and are talking about it, people are coming out of the woods and there's nothing to be ashamed of. We are all human and we all deserve kindness and respect. From watching what has been happening and men starting to break down on camera, we know that these things happen and the pressures are there. Uh, For starters, domestic violence in some ways, isn't just for women. Um, men are going through this as well. And it's crazy. Um, after following the Johnny Depp and Amber Heard trial, I think it's time to take mental health against men more seriously. And paying attention to the shit that women can do to a man is crucial to this whole thing. I know I'm a woman. But these ladies are evil queens, ma'am. The things that they do, it's... It's like, it's like, wow, like you really went out of your way to do that. So in the court, they played a lot of recordings made by mostly um, Amber. And, you know, I must admit, it's very strange for a person to be in a relationship and keep recording everything. It's like she's collecting information, you know, it really shows her character. And and to me, it's ugly. I'm not. Obviously, you can tell I'm not a fan of hers. Uh, While they were in a fight in 2015, she took liquor bottles and started throwing them at him. One of them severed his fingertips and he covered it by saying he got cut without mentioning her name because that's hard time. If you're exposed and and someone says you cut a part of their body or you you actually went out of your way to harm someone in that way, that's hard time. Uh, I know in California and New York, that's hard time. You're going to do some time in jail. Uh, She defamed him when she spoke to the Washington Post about being a domestic uh, violence victim. And he was dropped because of that. Because she decided she wanted to do this article. And she defamed him in that article. She didn't mention his name, but people knew who she was referring to. And so, you know, the Disney franchise decided to end his relationship with them for for the movie Pirates of the Caribbean. She actually left like she's on his pillow Ugh, this lady's like what the hell and i was trying to figure out who amber heard was silly of me she's from aquaman and they're gonna have aquaman too so she's probably gonna be in it as well and she he said that she was mad about not being in the will uh she mentioned it several times And he said one time she said, I'm not in the will. I'm not even in the will. I'm not even in the will. And she was mad about having to sign the prenup on the post op. She didn't want to sign it. So she was pissed off about that. And this started early in the the relationship. From her recordings that he's called illegal, which it is. I thought you had to ask permission to get recorded on camera. Uh, He said he wasn't aware of any of the recordings, but of course not. Think about it. She's going to make herself look good in the recordings and make him look freaking crazy because we all know that when we're fighting, we look like nuts. And not to mention that he really has a substance and drug abuse issue. And she took it to her advantage to say, because of that, that's why he was being violent with her. And he said, he's never touched another woman in his life. If he's going to do anything it's really to himself that he's been more abusive to. And, uh, you know he falls off the wagon he gets off several times he gets on you know it's it's really hard it's hard to come back from trying to get off drugs and he he does hard drugs it's not it's not the easy stuff you know what i mean so he gets drunk he gets high and all that other stuff that comes with it and um he comes from, a, from an abusive background uh his mom was abusive towards him and at one point when i was listening to this uh, court um hearing which is Sad, honestly. I don't like these kind of things. They say, why didn't you end it? And he said, because I didn't want to fail. He said his mom used to abuse him. His mom used to abuse his dad. And his dad used to do the same thing. He used to walk away. It's so sad, I mean, to hear stuff like that. She used that uh, abuse that he got from his mom as a weapon against him. And it's nuts. And I know it's real. You know why I know it's real? Because I've seen my mom do it to my dad as well. And yeah, right? But but. Wait, in my mom's defense, my dad always had something sly to say. So, <laughs> so yeah, she would come right back at him. You know what I mean? It wasn't like she would do it to him and he didn't do it, you know? She would come right back at him. And, yeah, my parents are all 50 years together, and their arguments are hilarious. So, just to, you know, just to say that. You know, Johnny Depp is a Gemini, and um, Amber is a Taurus. I don't know if those two go together. I mean... Gemini's are known to say it all in a fight, and they're very clever at it. And um come on, Donald Trump is a Gemini. Kanye West is a Gemini. You know what I mean? And Amber, she's a Taurus. And Taurus people, I mean, from what I've seen, I'm talking about from experience, from people that I've seen, Taurus people are known to be like cutthroats, and they're like bulls when it comes to fighting. Like they they charge in a fight. You know what I mean? It's like it's not really that easy to have a fight with a Taurus. Uh, They really come for you. I mean, Gemini's, like I said, Donald Trump, you know, Donald Trump, he says it all and he comes back to fight too. So these two are, I don't know if those two signs are good together. I am honestly for Johnny Depp and I'll tell you why. He's been mentally abused and she's a toxic person as well. They're both toxic, but she's toxic as well. So when they got together and she like came at him in that way. You already knew. It. I mean, you already know that it's not going to be meant to be. He needs somebody that's going to be supportive, um, helping him get the help that he needs. So He loves the, her that much. He, you know, she could leave and say, listen, I'm done. I can't do this. If you're not going to help yourself. And you know, usually that wakes up a man when the woman's going to leave and he's madly in love with her. So, you know, and plus it's his freaking money. Before they married, he worked for his money she hasn't been en- around enough for him to have to pay her i honestly think that yes if a woman was there from when the partner started his career like doctors they have their wives they come to college and the woman holds it down until he finishes college things like that yes um example l kujay and his wife been together for a long time snoop dogg and his wife they've been together since the beginning of the careers i mentioned these because they have beautiful relationships and they're the longest that i've seen in a a while um but um there's a lot of other ones and um you have to be in at least 10 years to get this kind of money that's how i feel and if there's kids then child support yes that's a must don't get yourself used to that kind of money if you're not going to try to invest in yourself while you're in this relationship maybe you could use some of the money while you're in the relationship and you're not thinking about making your own don't try to go for somebody else's money it's insane to me as entertaining that it is to watch it is a very sad situation and my heart goes out to i mean the both of them of course but um The truth is, I really am on Johnny Depp's side because of the reasons that I mentioned, but also because I feel like sometimes people just take advantage of people that have been Mm -hmm. been mentally abused by others, and it's just not fair, you know what I mean? Like And I hope he gets the help that he needs because he does need help. I mean, drugs really aren't um, something to keep living with. You know what I mean? Something that you need to have in your life. And I'm hoping for the best for him. That's all, guys. you everyone for tuning in i appreciate the support thank you everyone that has subscribed and please don't forget to like and share and if you have any conversations that you're interested in doing with elsie please chit chat with e is on instagram you can dm me so we can have a conversation until next time ciao